Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today is Tuesday, October 19, 2021. 
Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network, coming to you live from Atlanta from the Operation Hope 8th Annual uh, Hope Global Forum. Coming up uh, on today's uh, show, as the U.S. Senate is getting ready to vote on the Freedom to Vote Act, then the Voting Rights Bill, the Republicans are promising to filibuster tomorrow. Uh, folks are flocking to the White House, demanding Congress pass the bill. Pastor Jamal Bryan, who was at today's uh, protest, will join us, as well as Pennsylvania's House Minority Leader. They are pushing for the federal law to help ease voting restrictions across the country. In Tennessee, a white juvenile court judge jailed kids under 12 for a non-existent law. The co-founder of a Nashville civil rights group and a black juvenile judge will be here to tell us how this happened, ramifications of putting children that young in juvenile detention. The family of a South Carolina black man who died while in custody in the Charleston County Jail is demanding criminal charges for those responsible for the killing of Jamal Sutherland will be joined by the family as well as the attorney, Ben Crump. The Virginia man shot by a sheriff's deputy uh, is suing the department for four for $14 million. And Elijah McClain's family settles its federal lawsuit with the city of Aurora, Colorado for his death. And Facebook must pay millions in fines after settling a suit with the Department of Justice for discriminating against American workers. We'll also, of course, uh, be going live from here from the various speakers, including the CEOs of Etsy, PayPal, and others, including uh, comedian Chris Tucker, all over here from, uh, from the Global Hope Forum. It's time to bring the funk. I'm Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. Folks, we're here in Atlanta at the High Regency Atlanta for the Hope Global Forum 2021. This is their eighth annual gathering. Uh, it is a uh, live as well as virtual uh, event. Uh, inside right now, the program has just started. Let's take a look at uh, the stage uh, on the inside. Again, uh, they limited this to about 300 people as a result uh, of COVID. And so uh, it is just starting. And so what we're going to be doing is uh, dipping in and out uh, of the program uh, there. Let's just do this right now. Let's go live to the room and then uh, let's hear what they're saying uh, there uh, inside at the beginning of the Hope Global Forum 2021. Uh, especially our premier sponsors, because without our premier sponsors, uh, we're not having this type of event. I want you to know that this event, for the first time, is going to be done in person and virtual around the world. And our goal is to have one million viewers watching over the next three days. Can I get a round of applause for that? First in history. So I want to uh, thank Amazon uh, as a premier sponsor. Uh, Experian as a premier sponsor, and Truist. I gotta show, stop with me, show some love for Truist. And I see Allison Robinson and Kimberly Dorsett and the team 
Uh, under their leadership, uh, we're growing in ways that, you know, even I didn't fathom 29 years ago. And so the fact that we are going to be opening 50 locations throughout the United States with Truist being supported by a thousand bank branches to provide financial wellness to people in our community is very exciting. And so I want to give a shout out to Truist and the Truist family. And, and then last but not least, Wells Fargo. I want to give them a big shout out because Wells Fargo, going back to the very beginning of these global forums, was our founding Hope Global Forum sponsor. And so thank you, thank you, Darlene Goins and Bill Daly and the team. So we really appreciate that. Uh, as I introduce to you a, a wonderful person, but also a person that's been serving as Masters of Ceremony for many years with Operation Hope, I have to just take a moment to uh, brag about how she has inspired you know, my daughter, uh, Evan Robinson who recently was nominated as an Emmy for a documentary that she did with Ambassador Andrew Young on the 60th anniversary of St. Augustine. And so Maggie was such an inspiration in her role as a journalist. And so, you know, Maggie being an award-winning broadcaster, you know, she's been in broadcasting for over 49 years. She was born and raised in the great state of Kansas, which is where my people are from, Fort Scott, Kansas. And she attended the University of Kansas. Go Jayhawks. And, and that's where she majored uh, in radio and TV and film. She began her career as a sports anchor for KU Sports Network. And she was also the first woman sports anchor in television in Wichita, Kansas, St. Louis, Missouri, in Washington, D.C. Now, some of her career highlights include squad room secretary on how uh, Again, we'll dip back into the uh, room there uh, where they we're starting off the Hope Global Forum in 2021. Uh, let's talk now uh, talk about the battle for voting rights uh, in D.C. Uh, uh, first of all, Majority Leader uh, Chuck Schumer says that he is going to bring to a vote tomorrow the Freedom to Vote Act. Uh, but GOP leaders are making it clear they're going to filibuster. The Freedom to Vote Act would enact the following provisions, make Election Day a public holiday, require same-day registration at all polling locations by 2024, ensure at least two weeks of early voting for all federal elections, protects election officials from undue interference, allows voters to present a broad set of ID cards for in-person voting, also bans partisan gerrymandering. Now, today, several human rights groups protested in front of the White House demanding passage of the sweeping voting legislation. Uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki said the president has measures in place to push forward the landmark bill. Called uh, both Senators Warnock and Padilla yesterday to convey his commitment to getting passed, uh, getting must pass a legislation through that will protect Americans' constitutional rights from the systematic uh, assault that Republicans have been mounting in state legislatures across the country based on the big lie. All right, folks, uh, joining me right now are two of the folks who participated uh, in today's protest. Uh, pastor of New Birth Missionary Baptist Church, Senior Pastor Reverend Jamal Bryant. Uh, also, Pennsylvania House Democratic Leader, Representative Joanna McClinton of Philadelphia. Glad to have both of you uh, with us. Uh, pastor Bryant, I want, I want to start with you. Um, look, we've seen all of this. We've seen protests. We've seen people go to jail uh, demanding this. The, the question still is, Will you have the Democrats? Are they going to vote to end the filibuster? At the end of the day, you don't have
have 10 Republicans who are going to support this. You have to end the filibuster in order for this bill to pass. Uh, Jamal, can you hear me? I can hear you now, sir. Uh, let's go. Okay, all right, Finn. So, like I said, uh, look, you got to have Democrats uh, who in the filibuster. You're not going to have ten Republicans who are going to vote to end to end the to uh, to pass this bill. So, the only way this thing moves forward is if Democrats in the filibuster. No, no, absolutely right. I came from Georgia, uh, Roland, because uh, Georgia showed uh, the whole country the power of democracy and the power of our vote. Uh, by flipping the state. The reality is that millennials are solely responsible for changing the game and the narrative. And so we need both sides of the aisle to be held accountable and responsible. We were arrested outside of the White House today as a reminder uh, to Joe Biden that he wouldn't have that place of residence if it were not for uh, the black vote and all the more black young people who are voting. So I left out of being arrested today uh, to come stand with these activists at Howard University tonight. Um, I want to, uh, let's now go to, of course, um, uh, Leader McClinton. Uh, again, the issue that we are facing right now is you, ha you have to get uh, Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, to move on this. They've indicated they're not going to end the filibuster. So is tomorrow an exercise in futility? Tomorrow is definitely not an exercise of futility. If we have people protesting, marching, reminding President Biden how he got there last November, we are going to see some change. It is time to get rid of the filibuster. People all across America need to be able to vote without the threat of more voting disenfranchisement laws coming to pass. So, all right, vote takes tomorrow. Let's say it fails. What's next? If it fails, they need to go ahead and move on the John Lewis Act. That was sent to the Senate some time ago, and there's been no movement whatsoever. Uh, Pastor Bryant, uh, but here's the deal, though. Even if even you talk about moving on the John Lewis Act, you still don't have 60 votes for that. I mean, again, we, we can go back and forth on this. You have to have 60 votes if Democrats do not end the filibuster. So... Where are we going to be this time tomorrow night if they take a vote and then let's say it fails, uh, to, uh, if they fail to end the filibuster? Okay, what's next? But then we go back and strategize. John Lewis was clear. Uh, he said in no uncertain terms uh, that the vote is the most powerful nonviolent weapon that we have. So we're going to have to use it. Uh, it was a great activist that says we don't have permanent friends. We have permanent interests. And if the Democratic Party shows that they are not going to stand by the best interests of the marginalized and the oppressed, it's time for us to really reevaluate our priorities as we go into this midterm election cycle. Um, again, uh, what we're seeing is we're seeing uh, Senator Chuck Schumer uh, say they're going to move on this, but uh, there's no indication uh, that there are 10 Republicans uh, who are going to vote. Are you concerned, uh, Leader McClinton, that if Democrats do not get this done, that black voters are going to stay home in 2022 and say, we gave you the majority, we gave you the House, we gave you the Senate, we gave you the White House and didn't do a damn thing with it? 
it's not so much about voters staying home. It's about them thinking that while we have the opportunity to do good, we'd rather say, oh, we can't get enough votes and shrug our shoulders and say there's nothing to accomplish. I'm reminded of the words of Congressman Lewis, where's the good trouble? Where are our leaders in Congress getting into good trouble when we need them to protect the voting rights of people all across our country? What are they doing about it? And how can they keep the people who came out in droves just last year excited about the opportunity to participate and choose leaders who will be active? Uh, to that point, uh, Pastor Brian, that is a concern that if you do not see action on the part of Democrats, black voters and others will say, hey, why, why should I give you more votes? Why should I put more Democrats in power if you didn't use the power that we already gave you? That, that is a real concern, uh, Roland. What a lot of people don't know is that when we had in Georgia, more people came out to vote for the special election in January than came for the presidential election in November. And those are young people who were giving democracy a chance and an opportunity, and we can't fail. Reverend Jesse Jackson used to always say, there's never been a battle we fought that we showed up to. This cannot be the exception for that. We've got to show up, and we've got to keep swinging. This is not going to be a knockout, but it is a major punch. All right, then. Uh, so I certainly want to thank both of you. I want to thank the students at Howard University, all the folks who have been out there protesting today. Tomorrow, uh, the National Coalition of Black Civic Participation, they're going to have a protest in front of the Supreme Court. We'll be live streaming that right here on the Black Star Network. So please, folks, uh, be sure to check that app. Uh, 2 p.m. tomorrow, uh, we'll be streaming that. While we're here at the uh, Hope Global Forum, we'll be doing that as well back there in D.C. And so, folks, thank you so very much uh, for joining us. Let's go to Texas, where a group of civil rights organizations have filed a federal suit over the state's new map for U.S. House representatives. Now, uh, the suit claims Texas Republicans are purposely diminishing the power of minority voters, particularly Latinos. Texas received two new House seats after the 2020 census due to rapid minority population growth. In fact, 95 percent of all growth in Texas is a result of non-whites. Yet the seats in Houston and Austin will give the Republicans an advantage over the Democrats. It's going to be panel, Dr. Mustafa Santiago Ali, former senior advisor for the Environmental Justice, EPA, Benjamin Dixon, host of the Benjamin Dixon Show podcast, Killer Bethea Communication Strategies. Ben, I want to start with you on this particular point here. Uh, this, is, this is white Republicans trying to use their power to hold on as much as they can. They've been getting crushed in the suburbs. And so what they have been doing is uh, basically stripping uh, minority votes left and right, uh, this map absolutely disenfranchises minority voters. Absolutely. And this is another reason there has to be action taken on the federal level. We've seen gerrymandering throughout American history, but it's getting to a point, uh, a, a point where it's blatant and it's so much more out of control. And we, we've seen this happen in North, South Carolina. We've seen this happen in South Florida. When there's an opportunity for Republicans to hold on to power, there's no rule that they won't break. There's no district that they won't crack. They will do everything that they possibly can in terms of gerrymandering the map to hold on to power. And we have to have action on the federal level or else we're going to continue to suffer like this. Uh, and, that, and that point there, uh, again, uh, what we're looking here, Kelly, uh, the lawsuits. Uh, they're going to matter. Uh, and so the law is created for civil rights under law. Uh, you're also talking about uh, Mark Elias. You're talking about uh, NAACP, LDF. Uh, but the problem is, uh, if this thing goes to the Supreme Court, you got a 6-3 conservative majority on the Supreme Court, which is why the For the People Act is so important to deal with this. 
Exactly. Um, and it all honestly goes back to, ironically, how, why uh, voting matters. Um, we are more or less in this mess on a federal level because people thought that their vote didn't count. And that's why we have a conservative majority on the Supreme Court bench. That's why we are, you know, on the verge of having a Republican majority in, in the House if people don't vote in this midterm election come next year. So when I see stuff like this happening in Texas and other states in which, you know, minorities, black people, Latinx, and others are just so disenfranchised by way of frankly, the new minority holding on to power by any means necessary, cheating by any means necessary, frankly, that it's because of people thinking that their vote doesn't count. Uh, Mustafa? I mean, we've got a situation right now where we're starting to move in the direction of a new South Africa, an apartheid-esque system, where you'll have the majority of folks in this country who will be of color but the smaller minority will actually be the ones who are holding power. We've been talking for a number of years now on this show and trying to get people to pay attention to the courts and why your vote is so important in relationship to the individuals who sit on a number of different courts. So we now see it playing out. And we also got to call out the fact that we continue to have folks on Capitol Hill who refuse to stand up and do the right thing. You got all these folks who want to call themselves moderate Republicans. You know, you, you got folks like Rubio. Well, Rubio's not so much, but Collins and Murkowski. And, and, and you got the uh, folks like Mitt Romney and others who continue to not stand up and do the right thing. They could at least make sure that their vote for the historical count uh, was in the right direction. And then, of course, we could end all of this foolishness very quickly if both Cinema and Manchin were willing to do the right thing. If they don't want to do the right thing for folks of color, do the right thing for democracy. Do the right thing for your country because you are literally eroding democracy. And you're, you're moving in a direction where people's vote won't even matter anymore if we continue to have all this redistricting and gerrymandering and all these other types of things that continue to, to whittle away people's power, uh, legitimate power. Um, so we've got a bunch of folks who need to stand up and do the right thing. And if they don't, I don't care who you are, we should vote them out. All right, folks, so hold tight one second. I got to go to a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, a ProPublica story out of Tennessee uh, that is very strange where a judge is sending uh, black kids to prison unnecessarily. Folks, we are broadcasting live from the Hope Global Forum here in Atlanta. We'll be back on Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network in a moment.
Betty is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now, she's free to become Bear Hug Betty. Settle in, kids. You'll be there a while. Ooh, where are you going? Everybody, it's your girl Lunell. So what's up? This is your boy Earthquake. Hi, I'm Chaley Rose, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Okay. All right, folks. So we are here. We are here at the Hope Global Hope Global Forum uh, 2021. Uh, is they're meeting the moment. Uh, their hashtag is a hashtag HGE21. Let's go inside of the room where the conference actually is taking place. Uh, again, uh, they have the CEOs of Etsy and PayPal uh, as and others uh, who are speaking today. Uh, of course. Uh, so let's take uh, some of what's in the room. Plastic, not inherently reusable, but with Rees, we've re-engineered how these bottles are made. They're completely reusable, airtight, leak-proof, and we have a pre-labeling system, so there's no more playing what's in that bottle, which is not a very fun game to play. And why does this matter? Well, the toiletry container market is a $29 billion market. And most of those containers are inherently one-time use and inherently always made of virgin plastic. But we know consumers today want to pay for sustainable products, and they want to buy from companies making a positive environmental impact. Not only that, but we are here in person today. And I know Lance said that before, this is incredible. For me, it was one of the first trips I've taken since the pandemic, and getting on that Delta flight felt so good. And we know people are ready to take vacations again. We haven't launched yet, I should first say that. We haven't launched, but we still get about 400 unique views to our website every month of people who are organically searching for reusable travel bottles. So there's nothing in the market that is like ours that exists today. So like I said, we'll be launching later this year, um, and we were lucky enough to be part of the 2021 Sephora Accelerate. So we'll be launching in Sephora next year, and I'm so excited about that. And as a pre-launch brand, to have secured your first retailer and distributor uh, is just an amazing feat, something I'm very proud of. Uh, the key to our success with Sephora is partnerships. So working with brands like Briogeo, Verb, or Supergoop, with products well, that people already know, they already uh, love. Program. We have a simultaneous feed happening right now on Black Start Network and our YouTube channel. So the show is going on, plus we have uh, the feed going of the Hope Global Forum, so you can actually uh, watch either one. Let's talk about what's happening in Tennessee, where an investigative report by ProPublica and Nashville Public Radio found the Tennessee juvenile judge has been charging and imprisoning children for crimes that do not exist. Judge Donna Scott Davenport, the first and only Rutherford County juvenile judge, was elected in 2000. As a judge, she has unlawfully jailed hundreds of children in Rutherford County has settled a class action lawsuit for $11 million for improper handling of juvenile cases. Joining us now from Nashville is Charlene Oliver, co-founder and co-executive director of the Equity Alliance, as well as Judge Sheila Calloway, a juvenile court judge in Davidson County, Tennessee. I want to first uh, start uh, with uh, you, uh, uh, Charlene. How in the hell could this happen? Your guess is good as mine, Roland. Um, I'm so glad that uh, 
Mayor Knight from NPR unearthed this, this horrible, horrible story that's happening right here in Rutherford County, just 45 minutes from where I live. And my question is, where is this probably happening in so many other places across Tennessee and across the country, and we don't even know about it? And this is just an egregious, egregious, horrible act and a crime um, for her to be jailing black kids uh, inappropriately and illegally, making up crimes. Uh, basically, everyone turned a blind eye to their moral compass and said, we're just going to go along and get along and let this judge do what the hell she has been wanting to do since she's been in this seat. Okay. Uh, so is there a state investigation? Uh, are folks looking into her actions? Uh, uh, is, is she facing any sort of penalty? Not at the moment. So right now there is a civil uh, class action lawsuit uh, that some of the families have filed. They're asking for more families to come forward to join that lawsuit. Um, there is a change.org petition asking for her removal from office. Um, the governor has asked the Board of Judicial Conduct to, to review, review um, her behavior, but that's not good enough. We need her to go. We need uh, her to be unseated. We need her to be removed. We need her to be criminally charged. Um, so that's what's happening. And, and look, this has been happening since 2016 is when the incident happened. And the, the community has been outraged ever since then. And we need more action. Right now, reviews uh, and reports are not, not cutting it. Um, I mean, I, absolutely. I mean, this is just, I mean, it's just startling. A lot of people have been talking about this on the social media. Uh, Judge uh, Calloway, um, uh, you can't talk specifically about this case, but um, in, in terms of uh, the leeway, what is the leeway that juvenile court judges have? Uh, and uh, and is, is this particular issue, uh, is this sparking an examination of the entire system? You know, in Tennessee, we do have um, a lot of leeway as a juvenile court judge in determining who should be held in a detention facility and who should not. And um, there has been some juvenile court reform um, that looked into the practice starting probably around 2017, 2018. And as part of that reform, there were very strict guidelines of who should be in, held in detention and who should be not. And, you know, we as judges have to recognize and understand the psychological damage that we can do when we un wrongfully or, or when we lock up youth that probably should be diverted from the court system. Um, there are so many studies about how harmful it can be when you lock or detain youth in a detention facility, um, particularly if it's for a minor offense. What the studies also show is that it, the more you divert youth from the criminal system is the more likely that they'll never, ever come back into the system at all. And so, like in Davidson County, we have a, a very strong practice of diverting as many youth as we can from being a part of the detention facility or a part of the court system as a whole, because we recognize and understand that that's what's going to keep our youth out of the system. And so, yes, there is a lot of leeway, and more of the judges, particularly judges in, in Tennessee, 
um, should definitely follow in the Reform Act and to make sure that we're doing everything we can to keep youth out of the system versus placing them in the system. Charlene, um, what is happening with activists and others? Uh, what are state lawmakers saying? Uh, because this has certainly uh, caused lots of controversy all across the country. Absolutely. So the activist community, the faith community has been rallying around this issue. Uh, our state legislators have come out and spoken out against this, even from the beginning when uh, word first got um, out that they were arresting kids back in 2018. The community's been all over this. And this is just inhumane. This is unconscionable. What this judge has been able to do is to sh basically skirt the law and create her own system, her own filter system of how she is arresting and jailing children. So we are looking at, one, as the Equity Alliance, we've been organizing in Rutherford County for several years. We've got organizers on the ground talking to folks. And what we're looking to do is, you know, she's up on the ballot in 2022. And we do electoral organizing, and we're looking to unseat her in 2022 when she becomes the ballot. No one's run against her since the position has been created. She's been the only one in this office. And what's happening in Rutherford County, it is the second largest county, fastest growing county in the state. Black folks from Nashville are being displaced because of gentrification and being pushed out of their homes. And all of those black folks are spilling over into Rutherford County. So they don't have the representation and political power that they need, but we're gonna look to change that in 2022 because this is just outrageous. We can't have people like this. She should never see the light of a courtroom ever again. This is just the, the level of atrocity to damage these children has, um, it's just blatant racist. Let's just call it what it is. It's just racist. And we're looking to take action. What you can do, it may feel like, what can we do because she's in such of a powerful position? But we know that the power of the vote is one of the most powerful tools that we as citizens, citizens can use. And the Equity Alliance is going to be here organizing come next April. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on do not disturb, tuning out all the constant just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Uh, Judge, real quick, uh, has this had any impact on you and other juvenile judges, uh, people, are people looking at uh, your cases, looking at your actions? Um, I think it has some effect on the rest of the judges across the state. Um, here in Davidson County, we use a evidence-based um, juvenile detention risk screening instrument in order to determine who should be um, held in detention and who should not be. And it is so important that all of the judges understand the psychological effect that it has on children when you detain them, particularly if they can be held safely in the community with appropriate services. Um, when we use our risk screening instrument, it is only determines those who might be a imminent threat to the community are the only ones that get held into detention. And it's important that all of us be transparent and look at how we are choosing who we lock up in detention. And I cannot say it enough that if we are doing it on a level that is transparent, that people can see the decisions that we're making, and it's based on an evidence risk screener, then you wouldn't have the problems that we might be having across the state. Charlene Oliver, Judge Sheila Calloway, we surely appreciate both of you joining us here on Roland Martin Unfiltered and the Black Star Network. Thank you for having me. Uh, Mustafa, I want to start with you. When we look, we look at this uh, th this case here. I keep telling people, you go back to elections. This is an elected position. This is why voting matters. Your your vote is critically important. You know, we will keep <laughs> yelling it from the mountaintop because when you don't pay attention to the individuals who are running for these critical positions, you get these types of individuals who do not have any regard for your community, for your children. So if you don't want to vote for yourself, vote to protect your children. You know, when you have these types of individuals, one, we got to make sure that there's an annual review of all of these judges, uh, of what their dockets have looked like and what have come out of all these different types of situations that are going on. You've got a judge right now that's dealing with fake laws and getting away with it. So, you know, there's a review that's going on um, around unethical behavior, around judicial misconduct, 
So you've got to make sure that that process plays out and that it's transparent and that people stay engaged with it. And then if you can get that person removed, uh, you know, hopefully before you even have to wait for the election to happen, then you focus on getting them disbarred because there's a direct correlation between these behaviors that are going on uh, and being able to be disbarred as well. So there are a number of different aspects um, that we have to pay attention to, but it all goes back to rolling what you mentioned right at the beginning of this, and that is your vote and being clear about whom you are voting for or not voting for. Um, the thing here, Kelly, when we, when we talk about this all the time, I mean, and this, the actions of this judge, not only does it have a negative impact on uh, these black kids, it's also, it's also has cost the county $11 million. I mean, it is, this is one of the most evil things that I have heard of in a very long time coming from a judicial branch of government, uh, especially locally. Um, without question, this judge needs to go. Um, she herself is a waste of space, let alone the waste of tax dollars being used to pay her salary, her being a judge, um, because it's not just about arresting children, even though that in of itself is egregious. You are destroying lives. You are destroying families. And you are being the catalyst for that school-to-prison pipeline for children who, frankly, didn't do anything wrong because the law that they are arrested under does not exist. So for her to basically be judge, jury, and in a very real sense, executioner, um, to black children, um, it, it, it is absolutely disgusting. Um, and I was reading about, I've been following this for a second um, since it came up on social media, maybe like last week or so. And the levels of unethical behavior that this judge has done, including having a radio show while she still presides over the bench, talking about present cases and the like, I don't see how um, no one has caught this. It, it is a, an egregious error on so many levels of law and, and ethics and civics that whoever was involved in keeping her there, in addition to herself, they all need to go. Ben. Roland, as I was listening to the story and reading about it, it reminded me of the Philadelphia County Judge Michael Conahan, who got arrested and sentenced to 17 years for the cat Kids for Cash program that he had, where he was at literally finding children guilty and sending them to juvenile detention in exchange for cash. Now, he's since been let out because of COVID-19, but it just speaks to the level of insidiousness that we get from people who are supposed to be judges over us, that they would be able to ruin lives for, in this case, cash. And in the case of uh, the, the judge that we're speaking about, I, I'm curious as to her motivations beyond just the pure racism of it. Um, and I think that there should be many investigations. There's no reason for a judge to be in position. She should be in jail, quite honestly. Uh, I agree. All right, folks, got to go to a break. We come back. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about several other uh, uh, cases. One, uh, this black man killed in South Carolina. We're going to hear from Ben Crump and the family's attorney about that, as well as get an update from Ben on the uh, trial of the man uh, in Georgia, uh, here in Georgia, accused of killing uh, Ahmaud Arbery. Also, 
Uh, we're going to be, again, hearing from uh, various CEOs who are speaking here at the Hope Global Forum. Right now, uh, there's a pitch competition uh, that is going on, and so we're going to take some of that before we go to break. Uh, you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. When I developed these pants, I realized there was a twofold problem and a twofold solution. First, oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Once upon a time, there lived a princess with really long hair who was waiting for a prince to come save her. But really... Who has time for that? Let's go. Feeling myself. I'm myself. She ordered herself a ladder with Prime one day delivery. And she was out of there. Now, her hairdressing empire is killing it. And the prince, well, who cares? Prime changed everything. Peace and love, everybody. I'm Purple Wonder Love. Hey, I'm Donnie Simpson. What's up? I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, uh, 35-year-old 30, Wilford Kitterson III has been missing from Opelousas, Louisiana, since October 5, 2021. The 5-foot, 10-inch, 200-pound man was supposed to have returned from a trip to Bastrop, Louisiana, but police discovered his empty vehicle on October 8th. He has black hair, brown eyes, and both of Wilford's ears are pierced. Anyone with any information related, related to the whereabouts of, of Kitterson Please contact the Opelousas Police Department at 337-948-2500. Uh, again, that is 337-948-2500. Uh, uh, folks, uh, yesterday, retired General Colin Powell passed away. And again, there have been a number uh, of folks uh, who have uh, spoke about uh, his life, legacy, and career today. President uh, Joe Biden spoke about uh, Colin Powell and what he meant to uh, the nation and the world. But I became friends with Colin Powell, who we just lost. Think of where Colin Powell is, not only a dear friend and a patriot, one of our great military leaders and a man of overwhelming decency. This is a guy born son of immigrants in New York City, raised in Harlem in the South Bronx, graduated from C C City College in New York. And he rose to the highest ranks, not only in the military, but also in, in areas of foreign policy and statecraft. This is a guy, and we talk about it, who had teachers who looked at this African-American kid and said, you can do anything. So all I want to say to you, really, is don't underestimate. Don't underestimate what you do. Uh, I, want, I, want to, I want, to, want to go to my panel here. Um, I am not going 
uh, to read the statement. Uh, but, uh, Kelly, uh, the pathetic uh, orange man certainly showed exactly who he was by releasing uh, a, a, first of all, it's not a shocking statement, uh, how he just trashed the legacy uh, of Colin Powell. But here's what's interesting. You haven't had any Republicans who have had the decency uh, to publicly call him out for the pathetic, the pathetic statement he sent out that shows you that they are willing to allow uh, this degenerate to say whatever he wants to say, and they won't even have the guts to stand up for a true American hero. That's exactly right. Um, first and foremost, I'm glad you did not read the statement because I don't respect gutter snipe nor the words of gutter snipe um, because that's exactly what he is and that's exactly what those words were from. Um, but the fact that this man, if you even want to call him that at this point, still has really, for lack of a better phrase, he has the Republicans by the balls at this point for no real good reason outside of white power trying its damnedest to stand on its last leg and be preserved. And for whatever reason, he is representing all of that. And because they don't want to lose the power, the little power that they have, Republicans are rallying behind him because that's where their base is, as opposed to denouncing him and moving the base away um, from, from degenerates and back to a modicum of what Republican values are supposed to mean and, and represent. Um, but back to Colin Powell himself, again, he was an, uh, an incredible man. Um, everything that has been said about him from his friends and colleagues is absolutely true. He was respectable. He was respected. He was, um, he, he held, he, he redefined dignity. He redefined integrity. It takes a lot for a man to admit that he made a mistake, let alone the most powerful black man in America at that time to admit that he made a mistake. He was Obama before Obama existed. He was a hero to so many, myself included. I had the uh, privilege of meeting him when I was 12, and I wrote about it on my Twitter feed. I won't go into it here, but it's a, it's a cute story about a 12-year-old who meets her hero, because um, that's exactly what happened. So I would like for myself and others to remember him for who he was. He was a general. He was a hero. He was a diplomat. He was a father. He was a husband. And he was a friend. Um, I'm not going to besmirch his memory by harping on that of a, a gutter snipe's opinion. I'm not going to do that. Right. Well, it, again, it goes to show you, uh, Ben, how the Republican Party has no decency, uh, has no respect for themselves, uh, in that they have not roundly condemned and criticized uh, Donald Trump for being the pathetic man he, he is based upon what he had to say about Colin Powell. And they absolutely love how pathetic and how mediocre Donald Trump actually is because he's become the symbol of their hope and their potential because they themselves are relishing and languishing in mediocrity. But in terms of uh, Colin Powell, what he represented to a lot of black people in this country, um, and, and like Kelly mentioned, he, you know, to, to be able to look at the cameras and say, yeah, I got that wrong, um, it's a significant um, thing. But it is also indicative of the fact that he was willing to fess up and face um, his role in the Iraq war. 
Um, and, and that is a part of his legacy, the willingness to, to look at it and confront it. Um, and I just want to juxtapose it to what you could expect, honestly, from um, when George W. Bush passes away. I think you're going to have Republicans lined up protecting his legacy and, and, and all over the television doing things. And, and so, of course, they wouldn't tolerate that from Donald Trump at that time. Um, and so we just have to look at what they're tolerating at this moment. Um, it, again, it shows you um, how uh, this party has uh, no morals, no values, no principles, no convictions, Mustafa, that they would not protect uh, one of their own, a man who was Republican, a man who uh, worked for four presidents, a man who is indeed a real American hero, that they would just allow this thug to say whatever he want to say and not come to the defense of Colin Powell. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, Colin Powell was a great man. Um, and it's the difference between greatness and being average. Ben said mediocre. I actually like that word mediocre because when you look at Colin Powell, he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Um, and, and when the country called him, he responded affirmatively. He showed up. When Donald Trump, who was born with privilege, was called to serve, he ran in the other direction. He had bone spurs, and he played sports, you know, in college. So everyone knew that he was faking. And then Colin Powell also had to be able to navigate, you know, the racism that existed inside of the military and inside of society, and it didn't allow it to make him bitter. But what he did do was get focused, and he made it to the highest levels, and then he began to make sure that he was opening doors for others. And then I didn't really come uh, in, into his circle until he started working on education uh, with young people, um, and I had a chance to be a part of, of some of the work that went on in that space. So, again, it's the difference between greatness and, and being average. And for the Republican Party to not completely, not only protect him, but uplift him and embrace um, not only the greatness, but also just that he was a true American story, um, shows their, their lack of vision, and it also shows their lack of courage. All right, folks, so tight. One second, we come back. We're going to hear from attorney Ben Crump and the family of a South Carolina man killed in custody of folks at a jail there. Uh, and also, we have more from the uh, Hope Global Forum here in Atlanta, the 8th Annual Hope Global Forum. Right now, it was taking place uh, in the ballroom. Uh, is a pitch competition. And so we're going to go to break, take some of that, and then we'll come back right back here at Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Thought I was in here by myself. I'm Chris Ray, International President of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, since 1924, the men of Phi Beta Sigma have been encouraging economic development through entrepreneurship and supporting the black business in our local communities. For almost 100 years, with over 600 chapters that span the globe, we have reached over 1 billion people with our message of economic social justice. Our partnership with Operation Hope is a match made in heaven. Phi Beta Sigma has committed to helping Operation Hope meet the goal of 1 million black businesses through our national North American network. We are committed to helping level the playing field for black, entre black entrepreneurship making sure that when someone wants to start their own business, they have the support they need so that they are not locked out of the American dream because of the color of their skin. 
Phi Beta Sigma men believe in the power of entrepreneurship, and we are ready to build one million black businesses. Let's go build. Thank you all so much. Give everybody a round of applause again, please. So they just told us that? I just have a couple of announcements related to 1MBB and wanted to come up here and thank this audience and thank, thank you all for being here and supporting these wonderful people. This is an amazing opportunity for them and there, it takes a lot of courage to come up here and talk about this. Um, One MBB is, has had an amazing journey over the course of this year, and we have really focused this year on infrastructure building, and we're so excited to announce that this will not be our first pitch competition. This will be one of many pitch competitions. So we will have another pitch competition coming soon in 2022, as well as an incubator program. We're so excited. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Yo, it's your man Dion Cole from Blackish, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Stay woke. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. All right, folks, welcome back to uh, Roller Mart Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. We are here at the Hope Global Forum uh, 2021, uh, meeting the moment. Uh, the hashtag is HGE21. If you actually want uh, to uh, see uh, the opening of the program, you can go to our other feed on the Black Star Network as well as on our YouTube channel uh, to check that out. Uh, and so uh, we, of course, uh, are going to be here uh, today, tomorrow, as well as on Thursday, uh, broadcasting from here. And so uh, a number of uh, folks are speaking, an amazing roster of folks. A little bit later, uh, Chris Tucker is going to be uh, here as well. Uh, earlier, Ambassador Andrew Young uh, came in here. Always good to see him. Tommy Dorch, of course, 100 Black Men. Uh, he's here as well. Uh, and what they've done this year, because of COVID, they've limited the attendance uh, to 300 people, COVID protocols uh, all around here uh, as well. But uh, we're certainly glad to, to be here, to be back here in Atlanta for the uh, Hope Global Forum. Folks, let's talk about what's happening in Aurora, Colorado, where Elijah McClain's mother has settled her federal lawsuit with the city of Aurora, Colorado, for the death of her son. Now, the suit claimed McClain's civil rights were violated when he was placed in a chokehold handcuffed and injected with ketamine during an encounter with police and paramedics a couple of years ago. He went to cardiac arrest seven minutes later. Uh, in September, three officers and two paramedics were indicted for by, by a grand jury for manslaughter, criminally negligent homicide, and several other charges. Uh, but again, they have settled uh, that particular uh, lawsuit. Uh, in Louisiana, uh, state police have released the name of the Grambling State shooting suspect responsible for killing one person and injuring seven others over the weekend. Officials say uh, Jatavius Carroll, also known as Rabbit, uh, is wanted for second-degree murder, attempted second-degree murder, and possessing a weapon firearm on school property. The shooting happened around 1 a.m. Sunday on the campus quad of the HBCU during the school's homecoming weekend. Uh, the person who died wasn't enrolled at the school. The only victim, who was a student, was treated for injuries that were not life 
threatening. And so, uh, man, uh, we hate to hear uh, that happen, uh, happening on the campus uh, of Grambling. Uh, it certainly is uh, a, a sad story there. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, folks, again, like I said, we are here uh, at Hope Global Forum. Tommy, step over, please. Uh, Hope Global Forum. We, we, you know, we're talking about, um, again, um, uh, economics and uh, and the impact on people of color on the poor as well. And so one of the things uh, that John Hope Bryant has done in the creating creation of Operation Hope uh, has really been uh, using the power of their network to be able to challenge the credit scores uh, of uh, individuals, of uh, people all across the country, regardless of their background. But what he does with this particular form is bringing together major corporate leaders and business leaders uh, to also uh, drive economics uh, and really focus on black economic social justice. Uh, one, that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, we've been here very supportive uh, of what John does, because when we talk about where we are in this country, post-George Floyd, all of these companies committing billions or announcing, let me be real clear, announcing billions of dollars they're going to be pouring uh, into black organizations, black companies, well, a lot of that actually has not taken place. And so we had John on our show earlier uh, this year talking about the effort that he's working with Shopify to stand up one uh, to stand up one million black owned businesses, getting them online, being able to uh, showcase their products and things along those lines. And so uh, here at uh, the Hope uh, Global Forum, you have and it's really modeled out off of uh, Davos and what happens with Davos. You got all the billionaires and the other folks uh, who uh, who go to uh, Switzerland and they're there, uh, you know, talking about economics flying in on their private planes. And so what this is about is being able to uh, bring these other corporate leaders to talk about how they're going to help uh, the poor and the disadvantaged. Uh, and so this is the eighth annual one. Tommy Dorch, uh, he, of course, uh, 100 black men, entrepreneur here uh, in uh, in Atlanta. We, of course, had him on the show. We were here a few weeks ago at Dikembe Matumbo's house. Uh, Tommy, always good to see you, man. It's always good to see you, my leader. I appreciate you <laughs> continue to tell the truth and be in unfiltered. Now, that's the only way. That's the only way. And look like, and we did not, we did not email each other to rock cobalt blue uh, at the conference, but uh, but we definitely got it. Uh, you know, for folks who don't quite understand Hope Global Global Forum and and really what this means, you know, I, I've I've had some people say, oh, this is just giving some some folks a pass. No. John is really pushing these companies, pushing these leaders to say, uh, you should be doing more with the billions of, billions that you have in capital uh, to be able to invest in black-owned and uh, minority-owned businesses. Well, well, John's the truth. When you look at what he's been doing in our schools, teaching our young people first the importance of savings and, and the value of their credit, what he's done in helping families and, and, and those in challenged communities to build their credit uh, ratings so that they understand that's a part of life. And then what he's doing in getting these corporations in to make sure that they're corporately responsible. Um, John has done a phenomenal job. And what he's done with Operation Hope, I, I agree, and I've been cutting boards. I agreed to serve on the South um, Eastern Board because of the great work he's doing. We have a partnership on this whole piece on the one million black businesses to try and help businesses grow and get them in. So John uh, Bryant and, and Hope uh, has been there, and this global conference brings it all together, the international connecting with us locally. And so I can say that this is not show, this is not for show. 
if you look at everything he's done over the years, John Bryant and Operation Hope has been in the center of our community, home ownership. So, so for those who are not here, they're missing out on a great opportunity because what I can tell you, uh, John and Operation Hope is here for making sure our communities are uplifted. Uh, well, first of all, for those who cannot be here, we're live streaming this. It's available on uh, the Operation Hope channel, on their social media pages. It's on our Black Star Network, uh, our pages as well. Uh, the, the thing that, uh, that I have been very uh, particular about, aggressive about, uh, and folks, uh, you know, we all have seen it. Uh, thankfully, you've seen uh, ads that we've been running from Nissan, uh, from um, uh, from Amazon, uh, from Buick. Uh, we'll be soon starting uh, with Verizon. They're going to be sponsoring our marketplace segment uh, and as well as our tech talk segment uh, here in the fourth quarter. It's challenging these companies when it comes to black-owned black -owned media spending. And, and, the, and the thing that we have seen after the death of George Floyd, all of these companies, they, they put press releases out and made all of these announcements. And when General Motors made their announcement, and I told them point blank when I met with them, I said, I am not going to praise you for press releases. Right. I'm going to praise you for direct deposits. And I think one of the things that we have to do as African Americans, we've got to hold off on giving folks pats on the backs and awards and presentations and shout outs until they do the work as opposed to the announcements. They made commitments of billions of dollars. They have 30 to 50 billion. And I don't think they've exceeded 150 million. And so when you look at that, so we, we, uh, we're talking with all the HBCUs about the keepers of the promise. We have got to stop in the African American community of giving our money away and people not giving us return on our investment because we're investing in these companies. I mean, it was amazing, and I was disappointed. Even though one of my friends, uh, a CEO, gave $100 million and told him to use it any way he saw fit. That's bull. That is not something that shows true commitment to the African-American community and underserved communities. I'm happy for my friend who got the $100 million, But think about all of the great organizations. And, Roland, you've been, you've been on point. I mean, when we find some wrong, we send it to you because we know you're going to do it. And then we make sure we check on these corporations. They should be investing in you and investing in people like you who are putting the word out in the street, who can share it. But these companies talking about what it's not what they say, it's what they do. Well, look, you talked about that. And look, I did a whole deal on it. And, and, uh, and uh, I, you know, I text Van. I'm supportive of that. That's not a problem. But here's what I said. Amazon spends, and I appreciate them right. being one of our advertisers. They spend $20 billion a year on marketing. Right. If black-owned media got 10% of the annual spend, that's $2 billion. Right. That would completely change black-owned media. That's just one company. Right. That's just one company. And the return that they would get from doing that. There you go. And that's the thing. They're putting money in all these other companies. They're creating all this crazy advertisement, some of it is stereotype, a stereotypical advertisement to try and get black folks in. But you know, for me, I'm going to my black media, and just as with the black banks. We used to have about 85 black banks in this nation. We're down to 18. 
But, and, and that's because, again, when we have these MOUs, when we have these challenges of people, what's not happening is, and this is what Operation Breadbasket did, what they did is they mandated not just you hire African-Americans, not put them in senior positions, right. but they also said you must deposit money in black banks. It was a part of the negotiation. And see, what I have been saying to people, and I've got people out there, man, mad at me, oh, man, you're just trying to get money for yourself. I said, no, it has to be holistic. We want you to hire black folks, right. promote black folks, have black folks on the board, so invest in black media. We want you to work with other black companies in terms of your, in terms of your suppliers. Uh, but also, we want you depositing uh, those resources in black banks. Now, all of a sudden, it's a 360-degree uh, economic impact for African Americans. And they keep recycling the same people on the boards. And many of them, it is not about what they're representing for us. They get in, in there, and you don't have the bosses who are saying, well, you should do this. This is not right. And so when you get people on the board who really are advocates, they move them out when their term is gone. And then when you look at the numbers, the sheer numbers of black folks there, but, but for us, they need to understand when they invest in folks who speak truth to power, people like your organization, Rashad Ritchie and others, then what they will get is people who will say, that's a good company. Because that right. company is not trying to filter. That company is not trying to. Oh, I, I, I already get it. Well, you know, Roland, you know, you know, you know we, we need brand safety. You're sort of controversial. And I'm like, well, y'all damn sure. I, I saw a city commercial on Fox News. Right, right. So true. I saw and an Advil commercial on Fox, Fox News. News. And look at Fox News. I saw Nutrisystem spots on, on Fox, Fox News. News. That's oh, right. I, I, well, they, I, guess, I guess they're not controversial. And look at those companies who invested in President Trump. And think we're supposed, they're companies that I know who spoke out, who were with President Trump. I haven't spent another penny with them in four years and don't intend to because as black people, without 1.3 trillion or whatever, we got to start making our money work for us and invest in those who are concerned about us. And so that's why when these companies come out and do all those announcements, the issue is you made your money off of us. Right. And so, and off our brown brothers and sisters. So you got to invest back in it's good business when you reinvest because at the end of the day, if we're watching you, that should say, Oh, we need to go where people are listening to him rather than these shows where you put money out there. I mean it's it's, it's amazing, but but Roland, I have to say that and I've said it to you so many times. And I remember when you told me you were getting ready to move in this way. You kept your promise, you kept your commitment. But for us in our community, the 100 black men, and, and we're so proud to have you as a member, our whole piece is we've got to sort, support the people who not just support us, but who are globally making sure people who've been left out and left behind, and that's what you do. And so for those corporations, we have to do, and we're working on getting a report card, working with HBCUs mm -hmm. and say we're going to do a report card. That's right. And these companies that aren't invested in and let me tell you, on my HBCU campuses, I make it clear to them. I'm on the board of FAMU and, and, and CAU, and I work with Fort Valley and those. I said, look, you can't keep giving our money away, and you aren't giving opportunity to do side business. So go. my attitude is you can't hold others accountable if you aren't doing it right. ourselves. And so with that, Roland, with, without your voice and voices like yours out there, our community is not going to grow. we got to hold the consciousness of people. Uh, hold them to what they say they're going to do. But at the other end of that, I love the way those companies who have been doing right 
you give them their praise. Yeah. And, and these other companies need to know they can get their praise. That's it. And that's the way it goes. I will, I will, I will shout you out, praise you. <laughs> uh, but if, but like my girl, my, like she said, but in the color purple. Until you do right by me, <laughs> That's so I will call you out. Tommy, always good it. to see you, baby. Always appreciate, I appreciate you, my Thanks brother. so much. And uh, keep on being unfilled. Yes, sir. That's how we're going to do it. If we go back to uh, my panel here, I want to bring in uh, Ben Dixon. Uh, I want to start with you, Ben. Uh, on this point, we have a segment called Where is Our Money? And just just a moment, we're going to be talking with attorney Ben Crump uh, as well. Uh, and uh, with a segment called Where is Our Money? And we talk about hashtag black economic social justice. And, and Ben, it's a trip because I've had black people in my chat, on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Uh, man, uh, you just trying to get yourself paid. And I had to walk these people through. And I had a conversation, Ben, just uh, just yesterday with somebody. And I said, I said, think about this here. Uh, when Carlos Watson get, did an interview with somebody and said that Ozzy did $50 million last year, I walked this guy through and I said, do you understand that if we got $50 million in advertising, I could literally say I'm going to hire 200 black journalist and pay them an average of a hundred thousand dollars that would spend 20 million dollars and let's say it's another 10 million for health care benefits and you know laptops and all that sort of stuff i mean all the stuff you need so now you spend 30 million you still got 20 left you still got 20 million dollars left to run the operation that's 200 that is actually right now in the Baltimore Sun. I need everybody listen to me. The Baltimore Sun right now has a newsroom of 50. So imagine what we could be able to cover, shows be able to develop. That's what happens when we are frozen out of our economic peace. It's not just, oh, you benefit, but we literally can't hire the people watching, your children, those who are graduating. We can't be able to grow and build. That's why we arguing for our fair share, not just the black media dollars, but every black owned company, because you got to build capacity. Absolutely, Roland. This this type of work, uh, I, I don't know who those people are in your in your mentions in your messages, but they clearly have no idea what goes into putting on a production um, like you put on every single day, um, because it takes. It costs. And a lot of white America has become accustomed to black folks pulling off miracles um, because we've had to in the past. But I'm glad that we're in a different position today because we don't have to do like Mary McLeod Bethune and, and pull off a miracle and start an entire university with a dollar and fifty anymore. Right. We have the right to say pay us. Run us our money because, first of all, our content is better than anything you're going to find on most of these other networks in the first place. Uh, so not only is it a good investment in terms of liberation, it's a good investment in terms of content because we stay bringing stuff unfiltered and unrefined, just ready for the masses. I mean, I'll give you an example, Mustafa. So here we are, uh, amping on the camera right there. And so I, I just want people to understand um, in terms of how how we operate. And so uh, you take uh, this shot here. And so you see what our setup here is. And so, you know, get a shot there uh, of, of Henry Anton's over here in terms of our whole setup, our whole footprint. This is what this is what I'm talking about. When you see Mustafa, when the MSNBCs of the world and the, and the CNNs of the world, when they go out, uh, this is the kind of footprint uh, that they actually bring. 
this is what happens when we are able to get that investment. Now what then happens, you can be on the scene, you can build, you can grow, uh, you can be able uh, to report. We're going to be live streaming here for the next three days, all day today, all day tomorrow, uh, all day Thursday as well, doing the show here for on Friday as well. This is what we're talking about. And so there's a reason why black-owned media does not have a large enough voice, because if you don't have the dollars, you can't build capacity. There's a reason why pre-COVID, we had 2.6 million black-owned businesses in America, 2.5 million had one employee. That's not a business. Of the 2.6 million, they were doing an average revenue of $54,000. So truth be told, pre-COVID, Mustafa, we only really had 100,000 black-owned businesses because I don't count if you had one. That's not a business. That's just one person. And this is how we have to get our people uh, to change their mindset uh, in terms of how how we support, how we push, how we advocate, and how we make demands. Right, and that we're worthy. You know, sometimes, I know I've been through it myself, you know, uh, understanding that you have worth uh, and that, that you have a lot to bring to the table. And that's why we have to make sure, one, that we are supporting our own, but then we also got to make sure that folks who are, who are using our dollars, that they are reinvesting uh, inside of our businesses. Because, you know, they'll put black and brown faces on a brochure or, or they'll let you come on for two or three minutes uh, and tell a story, but it usually ends there. So that's why this show, this network is so incredibly important because, you know, you get the fullness of what's going on and you get the stories that are happening all across the country. You in the airport almost every day, you know, or you guys are in the van traveling around, showing up in the locations that no one else or many others won't end up being at. So it gives our folks an opportunity to know that, that there's somebody who cares, that there's somebody who values uh, what they are doing uh, and making sure that those stories are actually out there because representation matters. Um, so having that is critically important. And then that last part that you had talked about before uh, that Ben touched on also, you know, we've got to make sure that there is a comprehensive strategy for these dollars, all the way from the top all the way down to the contracting and subcontracting opportunities, all of the marketing and advertising, all the way throughout the chain, we got to make sure that there's real accountability that's in that mix. I now will not go to any place. When people ask me to come, I want to know what your board looks like. I want to know what your senior management looks like. I want to know what your vision statements and your priority setting is. And I also want to know if you are actually investing in vulnerable communities, both from the granting side and the contracting and subcontracting side. And if you're not in the right position, I say call me back in six months and we'll talk then and see where you are. And Kelly, what our people have to understand, when we are able to grow our black entrepreneurs, guess what? They can now give back to HBCUs. We can fund our own institutions. We can fund voter registration drives. We can fund all these things. And that has to be the mentality. I mean, look, because of our success last year, I was able to create a $25,000 scholarship uh, at my high school. I would have loved for that to be 250000 or $2.5 million. But again, it's I, I, I'm always saying that the one thing that we have to do for black America is we have to have a massive reprogramming of black America. We have got to stop this nonsense that if we see a black owned business succeeding, oh man, you know, uh, what is they trying to do? Because guess what? If I'm sitting here, if I can employ 100, 200, 300 black journalists, guess what? That's more than nearly every mainstream media company in America. You can change the whole game, but this has to change for us before this changes. 
You're exactly right. Um, to Ben's point uh, earlier when he was saying how we need to change our mentality that we have to struggle um, and struggle is normal. Um, breaking out of that mentality is incredibly important because when you're talking about, uh, you mentioned HBCUs and giving back to HBCUs. I'm a proud graduate of an HBCU, Bowie State University, um, and I grew up in D.C., so, you know, Howard's here, UDC's here. So I grew up in this culture of HBCUs, and something that I feel was kind of like intrinsically instilled in us is that you know, there is no such thing as no. Like, you make do with what you have. And through that mantra, we have created brilliance. But we don't always have to just make do. We can now get more because we deserve more. And a perfect example of this is um, something as small as a TikTok video made by a young Black dancer or a young Black singer starts a global trend that is picked up by major corporations. But guess who doesn't get any of the money from that? The person who actually created yep, yep. it. So my point being is that's how powerful we are when we don't get the money. Imagine how much power we would have once we not only ask for it, but demand it because we've earned it through our creativity. Mm. Yep. Absolutely. Folks, got to go to a break. We come back. We'll talk with attorney Ben Crump uh, and the family of uh, a black man uh, killed at the hands of jails in South Carolina. It's a shocking story. And that is next right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live from the Hope Global Forum in Atlanta on the Black Star Network. Back in a moment. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thank you. 
Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Once upon a time, there lived a princess with really long hair who was waiting for a prince to come save her. But really... Who has time for that? She ordered herself a ladder with Prime One Day Delivery, and she was out of there. Now, her hairdressing empire is killing it. And the prince? Well, who cares? Prime changes everything. Hi, I'm B.B. Winans. Hey, I'm Dolly Simpson. What's up? I'm Lance Gross, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, here in Atlanta, the eighth annual, and so uh, they uh, the sit down conversations already started. If you want to actually see uh, that conversation, just switch right on over to uh, our other feed. You can see that uh, we'll be restreaming uh, in its entirety as well. Folks, civil rights attorney Ben Crump is calling on South Carolina the prosecutor to revisit a case and criminally charge the two jail employees who used a stun gun on a mentally ill black man ten times and kneeled on his back until he stopped breathing. Jamal Sutherland was killed in January after two jail employees used excessive force to restrain him. The employees were fired in May, but Sutherland's family wants criminal charges uh, filed against them. Joining me right now, folks, uh, is attorney Ben Crump, who's representing the Southern, Sutherland family. Uh, also uh, joining us uh, is uh, his mother, Amy Sutherland, as well as uh, Deacon James Sutherland. Glad to have uh, all three of you. Ben, the, the employees were fired was that it? What else happened? You know, Roland, everybody needs to go see the video of Jamal Sutherland. It is just as horrific as the video of George Floyd. And his last words also was, I can't breathe. They tased him 10 times, Roland Martin. They uh, held him in a prone position for five minutes, even though they had him on is once you get them in handcuffs, immediately get them off their stomach because they can't breathe. And not only that, when he said, I can't breathe, they put a spit mask over his head and then they dragged him out the cell like he was a dog, mm. even though he was already unconscious. And so 
the solicitor mm -hmm. there in South Carolina who has never, even with Walter Scott, has never charged a police officer for killing a black man. In fact, in the history of the state of South Carolina, a white police officer has never been charged for killing a black man. Let that sink in for a second, Roland Martin. And so his family are demanding full justice, not just partial justice. The city settled a civil lawsuit for $10 million, but the solicitor refuses to charge these officers even with involuntary manslaughter based on their reckless behavior, not having any consideration for his life or safety. And so his mother, Amy, said with her husband having his birthday today, all they want is justice for Jamal. They don't want no presents. They don't want no gift cards. They don't want any money. All they want is people to stand up and say justice for Jamal Sutherland. Uh, obviously, uh, it is uh, very difficult uh, for us to have to play that video, Amy. Uh, I can only imagine having to see it. Uh, but as Ben opened, he said, show the video. People need to see what happened to Jamal. They need to understand that what took place was wrong. And in fact, I think part of the problem uh, is that uh, a lot of these folks, uh, they would prefer us not to show these videos because for them, it's out of sight, out of sight, out of mind, which means we don't care. That's right. Amy, you want to tell what the prosecutor told you the first day? Well, when we met the prosecutor, the first thing she said, even before she knew anything about us, she said, I'm not going to charge them because that's what they were trained to do. They were trained to murder black men in the state. And the prosecutor says, it's okay. See, that's the thing right there that is, that is troubling and is bothersome, Amy, when you have a prosecutor that is protecting uh, a particular system. Here's, here's my position. No, you charge them and you let a jury decide whether that was right or wrong. But when the DA won't even move forward, that's part of the problem. Exactly. And I, I know Attorney Carl Solomon and I have been saying that whole thing. And Reverend Rivers with National National Network here locally said, you can't be the prosecutor and the jury. I mean, if you're going to declare them innocent even before there's an investigation, then why do we even have constitutional due process. I know Attorney Monique Presley would be sitting on her desk screaming that there is probable cause to at least charge the officers. And so Deacon Sutherland and Amy Sutherland, they are just so aggravated at the comments of the prosecutor talking about my hands are tied. We hear that all the time with the federal government. They say, oh, the bar is too high. Well, it's only high rolling when it's a white person killing a black person. But when it's reversed, they charge brothers and sisters every day with far less evidence than video. And nobody worries about whether we can get a conviction or not. They say, we're going to charge them and we'll let the jury make the decision, like you said, Roland Martin. Deacon Sutherland, um, um, it, it has to be difficult. Uh, every time you see that video and that 
you and the family have not gotten any justice for Jamal? Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Rowland. Uh, we brought in uh, new counsel, which is uh, attorney Ben Crump. We want to take this case in a different direction to get uh, justice for Jamal. Um, we need the world to see what they did to him and how reckless that they were. That wasn't that wasn't police work. That was a lynching. That was a lynching. And what is so egregious about this is that there was a supervisor, a lieutenant, standing there watching the whole time. Where, what, at what point when was he going to say, hey, that's enough? He did nothing. I mean, they just keep tasing them, rolling. Like, um, Amy? 45 points. I'm, I'm sorry, Ben, go ahead. And they keep tasing them 45 seconds. I mean, 45 Ooh. seconds, rolling. Can you imagine being on your stomach and they keep tasing you and you're not conscious, you're not fighting anymore, but they keep tasing you. And, and, and your only crime is you black and you have a mental health condition. That should not equal a death sentence. Um, And that, and, and Amy, unfortunately, and, and this is the thing that, and I have had, to talk, I've had to interview Sandra Bland's mother, Eric Garner's mother, Trayvon Martin's mother, Trayvon Martin's father, Michael Brown's mom and dad. And this is a fraternity and a sorority that nobody wants to join. And unfortunately, we continue to see new members every year every month, every day, because there's a callous disregard for black life in South Carolina and in this country. Amy, final thoughts. Well, only thing I say is that Jamal committed no crime really because he was in a mental health crisis. And innocent people are being murdered. And the system is failing us every day because nobody in the right positions are doing anything against the ones who are doing the wrong thing. If one person would step up and say, Scarlett, you're wrong, it would be a difference. And Scarlett is the solicitor who has not charged any police officer, even though Walter Scott happened under her purview as well. She didn't charge on the state level then. She hasn't charged on the state level now. The federal government has to come in and charge police for killing black people right. in the state of South Carolina. And that's why we're going to keep coming back, Roland, asking the Jamal Sutherland question. Amen. When will a state official in South Carolina right. charge a white police officer for killing a black person when you think about the hundreds of black people who have been killed by police in South Carolina throughout history. Um, ben, um, 
You, uh, is there any update on the trial of the, uh, the jury selection taking place of the white man uh, on trial for killing Ahmaud Arbery uh, there in Georgia? I know you also uh, working with the family in that case. Yeah, uh, Attorney Meredith and I have been studying the process. They keep trying to make the uh, same ludicrous argument, Roland, that we don't know if we're going to be able to sit a fair and impartial jury. Mm. Well, we did it for George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and that was even more high-profile than Ahmaud Aubrey. So why can't you sit a fair and impartial jury in South Carolina? And the last thing I'll say, Roland Martin, every time they say that that ridiculous argument, we have to say, never, ever have I seen in my life where they would say, when a black man is accused of killing a white person, we don't know if we can get a fair and impartial jury. Um, it is certainly um, a story that we have to keep telling. Uh, this is one of the reasons why uh, I created Roland Martin Unfiltered, while we launched Black Star Network, because uh, unfortunately, mainstream media, uh, they are only going to focus on some of these stories. Uh, there are far too many of them, uh, but we've made a point uh, that we're going to keep uh, the pressure up and keep it going. Uh, and so uh, that I can guarantee you that, uh, Amy Sutherland and Deacon Sutherland, that we're not going to forget what happened to Jamal, just like we never forgot what happened to John Crawford III, uh, what happened to so many other brothers and sisters who have been impacted and killed at the hands of uh, jailers as well as police officers. Uh, we thank both of you for joining us. Uh, ben Crump, always a pleasure having you on as well. God bless you, Roland Martin. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. I want to go quickly with my panel before I go to a break. Uh, ben, I'm going to circle back to what I said earlier. This district attorney is elected. And we have to understand that if we don't realize the power of our vote, how we can put that person in, put that person out. In fact, somebody just sent me this tweet. Oh, my goodness. It was it was. It was uh, it was dealing with Marilyn Mosby, if I can I could try to find it again. And it was just talking about the impact of a black prosecutor and how things change. I'm going to try to find that tweet real quick. But this is what we're talking about. And people need to stop playing games with this, because when we don't vote prosecutors like this, they stay in power. That's absolutely right. And every time I hear one of these stories, I'm reminded of how consistent this type of behavior is from Bob McCullough and Ferguson all the way down to the crisis that we're seeing today. We see prosecutors act on behalf of the policing agencies whenever it involves a black person. They become defense attorneys instead of carrying out the adversarial job that they signed up for and that we and oftentimes voted them into power for. So we honestly need to hold these people accountable, not only at the ballot box, but every step of the way, because there's absolutely no reason except for white so-called supremacy that they would step in a prosecutor in no other instance will you see a prosecutor step in and behave as a defense attorney except for when a cop has killed a black man we can not be silent we must press we must push we must prod kelly uh, otherwise and, and and the reason why we we keep talking about these stories because frankly if we don't who will if these families don't have an outlet to be able to keep the attention on what happened with their family member, they're not going to be. There are people. This is the thing that really bugs the hell out of me, Kelly. 
There are people out there who go, man, I'm tired of seeing Ben Crump. There's a reason why families call Ben Crump. It's because he also understands the media game. And the reality is the squeaky wheel gets the most grease. And so you've got to stay in front of folks' face. You've got to be in media. You've got to push. You've got to prod. You've got to say, you are not going to ignore my son, my daughter, and what happened to them. That's the same reason we got the black and missing segment. Because if we don't do it, guess what? These black folks, they just simply go missing and no one says a damn thing. But that's exactly what happens. Um, there are still, you know, as much work as you have done, Roland, to bring light to the issues of black and missing and cases such as Jamal Sutherland, there are that many more and, and, and even then some cases and people who are missing and who have been, you know, assaulted and um, rights have been infringed upon by police. And we don't know what those stories are because we don't hear them. Um, conversely, we are in month we are approaching month two of the Gabby Petito case on CNN and every other media news outlet. They get the backing because they are their own. And when we do not push, like you said, when we do not uh, protect our own and try and figure out what happened to our own, frankly, nobody else will because no one else cares. And if we don't care, no one else will. So you know, with, with this case and with others, you have to keep pressing, you have to keep moving, you have to keep protesting. And yes, it's exhausting. Yes, it feels like you don't get a break because it happens every single day. But if it's not going to be us to push these stories, no one else is. And those stories, those people are worth getting the message out so that it doesn't happen to somebody else. Mustafa. You know, you saw the pain that was in Mama Sutherland's voice and in her eyes and in her face. And if that touched you, you need to do something about it. You need to pick up the phone, call down to South Carolina and let people know that you're watching and that you're engaged. Send an email down there. And then also make sure you're supporting the organizations who are trying to uplift folks. You know, you got 47% of the folks who have been killed by police in South Carolina have been African-American, but only 18.5% of the population is black. There's something that's wrong with that dynamic. So yeah, that's why our brother Ben is out there fighting and so many others. So you can't just watch these stories and be like, wow, that's too bad. You gotta also get engaged, you gotta do something, you gotta use your vote. But you also gotta also make sure that you're reaching out and letting people know that we're not just going to watch. We're not just gonna be bystanders in this process that we are actually gonna get engaged. Indeed. Folks, got to go to break. We come back, our Marketplace segment. Uh, and so we're talking about uh, HBCU buzz. That is next. Uh, and also we'll have more from the uh, uh, Operation Hope, Global Hope Forum here in Atlanta. Uh, and so uh, we're going to be, uh, you see what's right, happening right now, the Q&A happening on the stage as we speak. We'll be talking to some other guests uh, from here uh, as well. Uh, let me give a shout out again. I want to thank uh, Amazon, Nissan, as well as Buick for being our partners with us here at Roller Martin Unfiltered. You're seeing their ads. Click the link in the description on Black Star Network as well as on the YouTube uh, to take you to those particular pages. Uh, and we, again, we believe in supporting those that support Black-owned media because hashtag Black-owned media matters. We'll be right back on Roller Martin Unfiltered, the Black Star Network.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson, like really loves. Hey, I'm Donnie Simpson. Hi, I'm Eric Nolan. I'm Shantae Moore. Hi, my name is Latoya Luckett, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Possibly the negative corrosive, corrosive effects of artificial intelligence. On the first one, that's like very nice of you to say. Um, I am sure all of the credit goes. Folks, we're to... here at the Hope Global Forum 2021 here in Atlanta, uh, sponsored by Operation Hope. It is the eighth annual Hope Global Forum. Uh, we are live streaming this uh, as we speak, and so we're glad to be here. Uh, and so uh, we, uh, of course, uh, Q and A's are taking place uh, right now. Uh, various CEOs are talking. PayPal CEO, Etsy CEO, Shopify CEO, they are talking. Chris Tucker is going to be speaking uh, in 
a little bit later as well with uh, Operation Hope founder uh, John Hope Bryan. All right, folks, uh, it's time for our Marketplace segment. All right, folks, uh, every single uh, Tuesday we feature a black-owned business here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Why is that important? Because uh, we don't want to just talk about why we need to have black-owned businesses. We actually want to talk about uh, individuals who are indeed in business. This week uh, we're talking about HBCU Buzz. HBCU Buzz. Uh, I want to bring up right now uh, uh, the, uh, the founder uh, and the CEO of uh, HBCU Buzz, Luke Lawal Jr. Uh, Luke, uh, he's based out of Los Angeles. Luke, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, man? All right, doing yeah. great. So uh, what exactly is HBCU Buzz? Say that again. What exactly is uh, HBCU Buzz? Oh, HBCU Buzz is a, a multimedia outlet uh, founded on a campus at university. How, I mean, Bowie State University to uh, showcase everything HBCU. And so, um, in terms of um, what is your reach, what are you doing on a weekly, on a daily basis? You're talking about, obviously, HBCU buzz, uh, but how are you telling the story of HBCUs? So, I'll give you a perfect example. When I started HBCU buzz, uh, I was in the, on my dorm room in uh, college at Bowie State University, and it was, uh, I want to say, about 10 years ago, um, and we were just on Twitter. And it's funny because all we did was tweet what was going on on our campuses. But now we have over hundreds of thousands of followers on our website that read all our articles daily. We constantly publish news on all our different syndications and via our social media channels and our email blasts and our newsletters. We're constantly spreading the gospel of historically black colleges and universities. Um, to be honest, um, it's proud that we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary because every year we're getting bigger and better. So um, you, you started, uh, and obviously uh, it began to build. Are you seeing uh, more, uh, more attention, more focus? I'm seeing uh, more accounts uh, that are being created that actually are having that, that has HBCU content. Yeah, I mean, what I love about this HBCU space and probably one of the most important reasons why I started HBCU Buzz is just to make sure there's no tree falling in the woods in our community, to make sure, you know, every HBCU gets the coverage that they deserve and and seeing new outlets that come across, you know, on the social channels and all the news new news outlets that are coming out there is just uh, an amazing thing. And even the attention that HBCUs are getting right now is just phenomenal. And, you know, I'm a member of one of the greatest fraternities on the planet. And one of the loving things that we talk about in our fraternity is friendship and how essential that is. And, you know, all the new outlets that are coming out, most of them are my friends and, you know, colleagues of mine. So it's always good to kind of like share the HBCU gospel. Uh, questions from uh, the panelists. Uh, well, you mentioned Bowie, so might as well start with Kelly. Hey, Luke. 
Hope you remember me. I was one of your first followers on HBCU Buzz <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back when I, you I started it. Um, it's so good to see you again, and I'm incredibly proud of you. Um, I guess just what's next? Um, are you thinking about doing streaming services, uh, uh, hard journalism? Is it uh, going to be more on the entertainment side? What What's next for HBCU Buzz? I mean, to be honest, we're doing all of those things. Uh, we're, one of the beauty of HBCUs is like, you know, there's an evergreen well. And the way we communicate is changing. Um, it's funny, I just started my Snapchat account and I realized the way um, our, what do you call it, uh, our Gen Zers uh, consume news is different. So we want to be more entertaining, more engaging, and more fun. And that's what we're looking forward to in the next 10 years. Ben. Yeah, um, great to see what you're doing, Luke. I wanted to know, do you have any type of polling or anything on your site that would indicate uh, the, the best HBCU and why that HBCU is Bethune-Cookman University? You tried it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, the best HBCU <laughs> is HBCU Buzz in general, but um, yeah. if, you were, if, we're, if we're taking sides, it's absolutely Bowie State. Um, but we do it. a number of uh, different things to kind of like showcase all the different HBCU students. Um, we're getting ready to launch our top 30 under 30 next week, highlighting all the wonderful things that HBCU students and grads are doing in our community. So there's so many ways that we can highlight uh, individuals and graduates like yourself from Bethune Cook. Bless you, man. <laughs> Congratulations on all your success. Thanks. Mustafa. Luke, yeah, once again, congratulations. I spent a lot of time at Bowie, uh, so I know there's a number of incredible folks who have went there and continue to go there. My question is around the pipeline. So is there a way that you're connecting with folks maybe who are in middle school and high school to also help them to understand the value added of going to an HBCU? Absolutely. Um, every year, I mean, we meet them right where they're at, right? Um, we work with organizations like HBCU Unite to bring uh, high school students to different HBCUs to kind of like figure out what different schools they want to apply for. Um, I just seen the article that came out on Forbes and talked about the $50 million that went out in scholarships due to HBCU Unite. Um, and, you know, like I said, when I say we meet them right where they're at, a lot of times they watch our social pages just to get that experience of what's going on on our college campuses. All right, then. Uh, well, Luke, it's glad to have you on the show. Congratulations on what you're doing for HBCU Buzz, and we look forward to, uh, to what you do in the future. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, thank you so very much. All right, folks, going to a break. We come back more from the Hope Global Forum 2021 here in Atlanta. You're watching Roller Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. Don't forget, download the app, all platforms, Apple phone, Android phone, Android TV, Apple TV, Roku, uh, Samsung, Xbox. Also, uh, you can uh, get it as well. Uh, from Amazon Fire TV, Amazon Fire Stick. You can also support us, uh, Bring the Funk Fan Club. Every dollar you give goes to support what we do. Our goal is to get 20,000 of our fans. You can contribute an average of 50 bucks each, $4.19 a month, 13 cents a day. Uh, again, you can do so via Cash App, dollar sign RM Unfiltered, Venmo's RM Unfiltered, PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered, and Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. I'll be right back. Oh. 
that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Betty is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now, she's free to become Bear Hug Betty. Settle in, kids. You'll be there a while. Ooh, where you going? Hi, I'm Vivian Green. Hi, I'm Wendell Pierce, actor and author of The Wind in the Reeds. Hey, yo, Peace World, what's going on? It's the Love King of R&B, Raheem Devon, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. Again, we're here at the Hope Global Forum 2021 here in Atlanta. We'll be here uh, today, tomorrow, and Thursday live streaming. We have a, a feed of just uh, this event taking place right now uh, on Black Star Network plus our YouTube channel. Uh, and so in just a moment, John Hope Brown is going to be talking with the CEO of Fortune Media, Alan Murray. Let's go to Hope Global Forum 2021. Uh, an award. Uh, her producers and her support people said that they had to do the Oprah test on me, which was they had to do, go and do deep background on me going back to my childhood to make sure that I had as much to lose reputationally as she did. Wow. I've never seen And you that. passed. Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, that $100,000 that she gave me to start my office in Chicago, thank you, Oprah Winfrey, and um, it, with money from Paul Newman, it was his, his um, salad dressing company, profits from that, which we're going to talk about this ethos because he was ahead of his time. The money was important, but the credibility was more important. And when I come up, when I bring people on stage, it's important that they have as much to lose as I do, that they have, that they're people I feel I can wrap my hands around, that if they make a mistake, blame it on their head, not their heart, that they're decent, good people. And everybody makes a mistake, but they're not a mistake. They make a mistake, they're not a mistake. And, and, and you and I have this sort of relationship that's almost unarticulated. Uh, I, don't, I can't say how you feel about me, but I trust you. And, to, and trust for a journalist is probably everything beyond basic competence, to be trusted. It is. And you've been passionate about this since you were nine years old. And just to <laughs> contextualize um, uh, what this job is, I want to make sure I, uh, I, I say this properly. Fortune magazine is, in long, in long form sort of reading, people talk about, the Fortune 500, you follow me? Fortune magazine is to business what Ebony magazine or Essence magazine was to the black community. And your role as the head of this editorially is, uh, it brings gravitas to the conversation. Um, so you, like me, have a lot to lose with whom you, with the topics with that you, you wrap your arms around. Yet you come here talking about social justice which is a bit of a risk in business. So you've been passionate about this from nine years old. You come here today. Is the thing that drove you to journalism at nine years old and the thing that has you here on this stage, is it the same line of passion? I think there's a line. 
You're asking for my life story. You get, are you going to give me time for that? I mean, I'm an old man here. Whatever you can do for, whatever you can <laughs> no, do in look, a minute. I, I appreciate you say I started as a journalist when I was nine years old. Uh, well, uh, interested in journalism. I, I actually walked up and down the neighborhood and took, you know, asked people about they, they lost their cat or they, their grandmother was visiting. And I would take notes and I had, this was before the day of Xerox machines. So I would take it home, take all my notes home to my mother and I'd lay them all out longhand and she'd type them on a special kind of carbon paper and I had a jelly sheet copying machine. I could put, could make a copy of my newspaper on the jelly sheet copying machine, run off 30 copies and sell them for a nickel a piece. So, so I, I, and I think, I have no idea, you know, nine years old, you don't know why you're doing something. Um, but I, I, I did feel like I was doing a service. I was providing facts to these people about their neighbors and what their neighbors were up to. And, and I do feel uh, very passionately about facts and about truth and very disturbed about what's happened to facts and truth in our society. We can put that aside for a different conversation. But, but I want to get back to social justice because that was really the question you were asking. I mean, I, I, the other thing about my mother was she had a very strong sense of social justice. We moved to Tennessee when I was, when I was nine years old and, and she, uh, 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 it, it was kind of a tough time for race relations. It was, uh, busing was underway. And my earliest, strongest memory of my mother was if, if we would be in a room, we lived on Lookout Mountain, which Dr. Oh, yeah. King, pinpointed as yeah. kind of a symbol of affluent bigotry. It was yeah. from Stone Mountain to Lookout Mountain. Uh, and she would, if we were in a room where someone, one of my father's friends, somebody said something that had a hint of racism and she would just stand up and walk out. She wouldn't say anything. Mm. She wouldn't, she would just quietly get up and walk out of the room. She said, I'm not going to be witness mm. uh, to this. And it made, I mean, I was a kid. I didn't, I didn't really know fully what was going on, but it made a real impression on me about your role in life and the need to, to be witness, that you can't be a passive. Mm. E even as a journalist, where my job was to be pass passive at the end of the day, you can't really be passive. Mm. You have to make a stand. Um, as far as how that's come up in the business world, though, there's been a dramatic, you had Dan Schulman out here earlier. Dan Schulman is a different breed of leader than existed when I started my career watching uh, Business Journal. He's, he's, and, and it's, it's, you know, I've been. All right, folks, uh, the conversation continues with the uh, Fortune Media CEO. Again, if you want to actually see uh, the separate stream, just simply go to our Black Start Network app or go to our YouTube channel. And you'll see that. Got to go to commercial break, pay a few more bills, then we'll come back here to the Hope Global Forum uh, here in Atlanta. Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Start Network back in a moment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. to be smart. Roland Martin's doing this every day. Oh, no punches! Thank you, Roland Martin, for always giving voice to the issues. Look for Roland Martin in the whirlwind, to quote Marcus Garvey again. The video looks phenomenal, so I'm really excited to see it on my big screen. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. See, this difference between 
Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. I got to defer to the brilliance of Dr. Carr and to the brilliance of the Black Star Network. I am rolling with rolling all the way. Honored to be on a show that you own, a black man owns the show. Folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real um, revolutionary right now. Rolling was amazing on that. Stay black. I love y'all. I can't commend you enough about this platform that you've created for us to be able to share who we are, what we're doing in the world, and the impact that we're having. Let's be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You can't be black-owned media and be scared. You dig? Hey, yo, peace world. What's going on? It's the Love King of R&B, Raheem Devon, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. Uh, and and so, folks, this uh, again, been- we're live here in Atlanta at the Hope Global Forum 2021, a meeting the moment, hashtag HGE21. Uh, right now, uh, John Hope Bryant, who is the uh, founder of Operation Hope, uh, sponsors this. He is on stage right now uh, having a conversation uh, with Alan Murray, who is the CEO of Fortune Media. Uh, next up is going to be a conversation with Khan Academy founder Sal Khan, who we had right here on Roller Mark Unfiltered. A little bit later, it's going to be a conversation with Etsy CEO Josh Silverman, and then there'll be a conversation uh, with uh, actor comedian Chris Tucker. Let's go back to uh, the room uh, to listen in on this conversation. Great value in business. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So what I'm hearing, I'm hearing this, this theme. Um, uh, Sam ref- inferred it. Uh, uh, Dan said it. You're underscoring it. This is very exciting stuff. You're telling me that what used to be sort of at the periphery, the human good, wellness, societal benefit, social justice, that we would call it, um, that these things are increasingly core. They are the core. They are the core. And and look, we live in a very cynical society, and a lot of my colleagues in the press are are very cynical. And so people, you know, when all those statements come out about George Floyd, people roll their eyes. and, And some of them probably were, you know, only words and not backed up by action. But the, na- the fundamental nature of business is changing, and it's changing in a good way because, because these issues are at the core. Of- so name a few, if you will, either individuals or companies that you think are getting it right these days. And I want to pivot to what the Business Roundtable did yeah, and important. how that's changed uh, the nature of valuing what they call shareholder, what shareholder value, but I'll get to that in a minute. Let's let's talk about. I mean, is Dan Showman an outlier, or is he the new? Uh, so so look, I, I've heard this. I've heard this. It's really over the course of the last decade. I think it was since the Great Recession that I started hearing this more and more. And when I, yeah, I have the opportunity in my job to speak to a lot of CEOs, and I ask them questions. And yeah. when I hear them say. Uh, the kinds of things Dan say, says, I push them and say, why? What, why are you saying this? I would have said Dan was an outlier, outlier 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. 
less so today. I mean, it's probably not the majority, but it is a steadily growing group. Um, you talk about the business roundtable statement. So one of the people who was instrumental in that was Ginny Rometty, who at the time was CEO at IBM. One of the things that she's done at IBM is say, we have a responsibility to train people. It gets to what Sam Altman was talking about. We have a responsibility to train people to take the jobs that are going to be created by this technological yes. revolution. Yes. There, there will be jobs created. The challenge is, will people have the opportunity? I love what he said about talent is widely distributed, opportunity is narrowly distributed. That's right. will, will people have the opportunity to take advantage of these jobs that are going to be created? And so. And by the way, that's why I believe this infrastructure bill that's being debated in the human capital part of that of retraining workers for the future so is so incredibly important. So important. So Jenny Rometty at IBM said, well, we're, we, we train people, we train the people who work for us, but we really have a broader responsibility to society than that. And so they created this PTECH program that, tra that trained thousands of people who never went to work for IBM. Uh, but it was to, it was to, to address the training challenge. And then she went on, by the way, after uh, last year, she went on to join up with the two Kens, Ken Frazier, the CEO oh, of yeah. Merck, and the former CEO of American Express to create the 110 initiative, yeah. which is, again, an effort to, to provide one million jobs uh, over the next 10 years for people, uh, good jobs, yeah. for people who wouldn't have gotten them otherwise. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, I, 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 I could give you, uh, I could give, give you dozens of examples of that. And we, we talked about speaking out. John Donahoe uh, at Nike. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, John Donahoe is an amazing, yeah. uh, and has a personal story behind it. You know, he kind of took a year off after he was CEO of eBay to, to figure out what he wanted to do with the rest of his life. And he knew that he wanted to have a, uh, uh, a strong purpose, and he believes it. And it's been good for his company, as you point out. It's been good for PayPal. Yeah. Uh, Mark Benioff, the CEO of, of, of Salesforce, I think has been really instrumental in this. I mean, he was the one, you know, as a journalist trying to get CEOs to talk about uh, controversial social issues over the years. It was, back to what I said, I mean, the standard view was, if it doesn't affect the bottom line of my company, I'm closing the door. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to get involved. Keep me out of it. I'm going to focus on the bottom line. Benioff changed that. Uh, so um, Michael Brown was 2014. I think it was later that year, maybe 2015, when the state of Indiana, when Mike Pence was governor, passed a law that was widely seen as discriminating against uh, uh, homosexuals, gays, mm -hmm. the whole LG, uh, LGBT community. And Benioff said, okay, I'm out. I'm, I got a big plant in Indiana. We're not going to be in Indiana if this is the way you're going to run your state. Mm -hmm. That was unheard of. That was unheard of. That didn't happen in business before 2015. And since then, you've had a whole string of that. State of North Carolina. All right, folks, that is it for us here at the uh, first day of the Hope Global Forum 2021 here in Atlanta. Uh, we'll begin broadcasting tomorrow at 8 a.m. If you want to watch the remainder of the conversation with the CEOs as well as the conversation with Chris Tucker, uh, just simply go over to the feed that we have running right now on our YouTube channel as well as on Black Star Network. And so we've had the simultaneous feeds running for the past uh, couple of hours. And so we look forward to having some great 
conversations the rest of the week. We've got some amazing interviews coming your way. So please stay tuned. Uh, we are here on the ground broadcasting uh, from Hope Global Forum. Glad to be partnering with Operation Hope and John Hope Bryant to bring you this information. This is why we created Roland Martin Unfiltered and the Black Star Network to do these very things. And so please, folks, if you want to support what we do, download our app. Our goal, we want to have 50,000 downloads, folks, by December 31st. And so please uh, download it on your Apple phone, your Android phone, uh, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, uh, Xbox. Uh, Amazon Fire TV, uh, Samsung as well. And so please do that. And don't forget to support us in our Bring the Funk fan club. Support us via Cash App, dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal's R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo's RM Unfiltered. RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Folks, that is it. I will see you tomorrow right here from the 2021 Hope Global Forum. Uh, thank you so very much. Glad to have all of you with us. You know how we do it. Keep it real. Keep it unapologetic. Keep it unfiltered. And we keep it black. Holla! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home financing provided by victory mortgage llc nmls 461249 equal housing lender